3: Oh, sorry. I was jamming out. I was playing the guitar. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. It's been a little bit. Uh, I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. That is your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout Brian Broadus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. That's central time, by the way, uh, on 105 Through the Fan. You can check it out on the Odyssey app. Uh, He is also the pre- and post-game co-host of the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Ryan, how you doing? Uh, Are you staying safe and warm during Ice-Mageddon in Dallas? And there's been a lot of stuff to go on since we last talked.
1: There is a lot of stuff to go on too, Bobby. And you need to add on to our plate that you and I are on the draft show on DallasCowboys.com. That is so true. We got a lot where you and I are, are trying to, to pay a lot of bills, I think is what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. And so, so yeah, uh, you know, you can catch Bobby said all the things you can catch us on love of the star. You can catch us on. We absolutely love you for that. And, but Bobby and I are also together on the draft show on the DallasCowboys.com platform and one Oh five, three and the Dallas Cowboys.com have a partnership together. So get ready for a lot of that with us and also stuff on the love of the star.
3: Yeah. Which is that, that'll that some of that draft show stuff will naturally bleed over into this show. Absolutely. You, I, I'm still, uh, in fact, I need to uh, let our boss know I was talking yesterday about going to combine. So I need to, uh, firm oh. that up. Uh, but uh, I believe that will occur. I just gotta, I, I gotta firm that up, but it, we should be going out there uh, and there will be a lot to talk about with uh, Mike McCarthy out there, uh, Jerry on his bus. He always does the bus interview. Uh, so there'll be a lot to discuss uh, as they discussed a lot yesterday at senior bowl as well. Uh, we'll play some of the audio from Jerry here in a second, but let's just update where some of the moves are, uh, in relation to this coaching staff, the Cowboys, uh, announced last Wednesday or Thursday, uh, several moves. They were not going to be retaining skip Pete, the running backs coach, Joe Philbin, the offensive line coach. Uh, George Edwards, the senior defensive assistant, that was a very surprising one. Uh, We even heard later that Dan Quinn was surprised by that one. Uh, Leon Lett, who was the longest tenured member of the staff, was let go. Uh, And then Kyle Valero, another long tenured uh, member of the staff, a guy who had come over here in 2014, I believe, with Scott Linehan, because they had worked together in Detroit and had stayed on staff now uh, for quite a while. So they made those moves. You then had the awkward press conference where Mike McCarthy wouldn't speak about Kellen Moore's future. And I think that kind of signaled to everybody something wasn't quite right. So then we discover over the weekend that Kellen Moore would not be coming back. Neither would Doug Nussmeyer, the quarterback's coach. And uh, Kellen Moore lands with the Chargers. And and here we are this week, Brian, and it appears that Mike McCarthy is going to call plays. They will search for some sort of an offensive coordinator. We'll get into the the names here in a second. Uh, And they also have hired an offensive line coach, Mike Solari. Uh, So we'll get into all those names in a second. But just, Brian, your your biggest takeaway from the last week, some of the moves the Cowboys have made, uh, it's a lot of turnover for a staff that's keeping its head coach.
1: Yeah, and I think the best thing that happened with the Dallas Cowboys when you start to talk about the staff was Dan Quinn being able to stay. Uh, You know, him – reading the room, understanding what was going on in Denver, understanding what was going on in Houston, understanding what's going on in Arizona and Indianapolis as well. So uh, nice uh, nice uh, get, if you want to say, for the Cowboys of keeping Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's now being paid like a head coach in the National Football League. Uh, his compensation package, I've been told, is between four and, a half and $5 million uh, for him to stay on. Uh, as the, as defensive coordinator here for the Cowboys, so uh, yes, a lot of what was interesting, Bobby, about this, and I'm, you know, me, I'm the guy that's always trying to figure out was there a trading of prisoners here, and I mean trading prisoners in a way of that's my term for did Jerry Jones have guys that he wanted to move on from, and then encounter did did Mike McCarthy counter that by saying, "Okay, Jerry, I will move on from your guys as well, if that's the case. And so when you look at a, say, a George Edwards, who was, uh, uh, you know, Bobby, you were part of a very uh, uh, lengthy uh, report last year with the NFL Network and Jane Slater. I call it the Slater report uh, about what was going on in the locker room. And I think maybe it was two years ago, uh, with uh, now that I think yep, about it, two years ago. Two years ago, but you were part of that. And George Edwards was a name that was being mentioned as a possible candidate to replace Mike Nolan during the season. Right at the same time, the Slater report came out. Yep. And and when the Slater report came out, there are people in the front office that said we can't make it look like that we're changing because of a report. By the way, a very accurate. Report, yes. uh, much that everybody in cowboy land was, uh, was like, well, why would she say that? Why would she do no? Very accurate report. She was proven correct, uh, throughout her reporting. And congratulations to you and her for very fine work there. But uh, George Edwards was a guy, and talking to George Edwards, um, he felt good about his situation here with the Cowboys. George and I go way back. Uh, to the early 2000s, he was on the Mike Zimmer staff. Uh, just visiting with George, he was a guy that kind of felt like if Dan moved on, maybe he would have an opportunity to get the defensive coordinator job here. You know, and so I believe that he was blindsided by uh, the removal. Skip Pete, talk about him—very much a, a buddy of Ezekiel Elliott. You know, when you look at long term, how you know, what he's been here. He was brought here. He's friends with Zeke and friends in a, in a way of like being able to manage Zeke and to, you know, the one thing that we've seen about Ezekiel early in his career, uh, there were troubles, there were problems, there yep. were immature issues that he was dealing with, you know, and since then, nothing, nothing at all. You know, we we went from worrying about Zeke, would he even last, to, wow, you know, what a, what a mature guy he's become. What a, you know, what a a, a a good teammate he has become. All those things that you want to talk about, Ezekiel Elliott. But now we move on. Uh, you know, does that a sign that you're gonna move on from uh Ezekiel Elliott? You know, all the words. And by the way, Bobby, all the stuff that Jerry and then Steven talked about with guys being here, mm-hmm. uh, when it's talking about Tyron Smith, Peters, guys like that, I don't believe they've had their personnel meeting yet. I don't think they've had that personnel meeting where they sit down with Mike McCarthy and they start to talk about, and Steven kind of spells out out of Pacifica, Todd Williams spell out, okay, these are cap ramifications. If we keep guys, I don't think they've had those discussions yet. I don't think they're going to have those discussions for quite a while now because they're going to get a battle plan for what they're going to do when they get to the combine. That's, yeah. that's when, that's when all the meetings and all everything is going to take place with agents. Okay. Let me get back to, the coaches. I'm just saying, Jerry answering questions yesterday about right. person about personnel. From my own personal experience, they would have had these meetings yet. They would not have had these meetings yet about about now. Maybe Will McClay operates in a different light, but I don't think they do. I think they wait until they get to a certain point. All right, the coaches. Skip Pete gone. You know, we talked about George Edwards being gone, and Leon Let. All these guys appear to me to be Jerry Jones type guys. Mm-hmm. All of them are Jerry Jones guys. On the flip side, look what happened to Mike McCarthy's guys. Joe Philbin is gone. You know, look at look at that situation. Rob Davis gone. Yeah,
3: we didn't even right. mention Rob Davis. That was a huge one.
1: Rob Davis is titled his assistant uh, head coach, and really, Rob Davis is a football operations guy. He's not a coach. Rob's not a coach. He's football operations. He's really Mike McCarthy's right-hand guy. So all of a sudden, Jerry Jones, look at the size of his staff. He's, you know, I don't believe he wanted to pay, you know, at the time. uh, I don't think he really wanted to pay Joe Philbin, you know, $2 million to be offensive line coach. He was already paying Kellen Moore. He was already already paying Dan Quinn. He's already paying uh, Mike McCarthy as the head coach. I think Jerry was looking at his staff. But the thing I'm trying to get at, I'm sorry I'm so long-winded. No, you're good. I I just this is how I see this. Jerry Jones questioned certain coaches on this staff and those guys were removed. Mike McCarthy, in turn, I think, said, "Okay, if you have those questions, I have these questions about these guys. It seems to me it was very much a "Okay, if you want if you want bloodletting right now, if you want bloodletting of my guys, we're going to have some bloodletting of your guys as well, too. I don't think I'm making. I don't think I'm making too big of a deal about this, but this is what you kind of. This is the balance that you get into. Remember last year at this time, Jerry Jones is making comments about Mike McCarthy's job. Yeah. Mike McCarthy has to go on the Rich Eisen show. Has to talk about. Has to talk about. Uh, hey, I, I, I know this is a feeling I have. I, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I think there's. I think there's some. There's some real. If If Kellen Moore. And Mike McCarthy had some issues, which, you know, Stephen Jones even acknowledged. We acknowledged even last week on 105.3 The Fan on our shows that there was, you know, you and I, when we had you on, we're talking about some differences, philosophy differences and stuff like that. This yeah, is yeah.
3: Law. Let's let, let's let's and I'll say I I don't I don't know if you feel as as com- comfortable with who you've talked to. to says, But I feel comfortable with people I've talked to to say. It was a str- there there were times it was a struggle for the two of them to get along.
1: It was like, absolutely a- absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. And that's yeah. I I I totally agree with you on that. So, I just find it fascinating that very loyal Jerry Jones type coaches are out and very loyal trusted coaches of Mike McCarthy are out. Uh I don't think that's a coincidence at all. I really really don't.
3: Well, let's talk about how they've already filled one of these spots. Mike Solari is coming in as the offensive line coach, uh, a lengthy coaching history going back, you know, uh, 46 years, roughly. Um, He was with the Cowboys for two seasons, actually, in 1987 and 88, the last two years of Tom Landry. Most recently, he was the offensive line coach for the Seahawks from 2018 to 2021. He had sat out the last year. Um, Brian, I always have a little hesitation when you're grabbing guys who seem like they're halfway to the beach where they've sat out for a year and and they haven't necessarily been active. And their last stop in Seattle was, was kind of criticized. I asked around some people yesterday heard
0: how powerful is Cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix and Rhode Island jam. Like you're all in the same garage.
3: generally solid things like was made the general reaction I got on, on the Solari hire was "Eh, he's a decent coach. Like, like like he's not, it wasn't, oh my gosh, one of the best in the league. It wasn't, oh my gosh, this is a disaster hire. It was just, yeah, I'm sure it'll work. And so just kind of a a shoulder shrug, I guess. Uh, What what are your impressions of Solari?
1: Well, if Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays, he's going to need uh, coaches that can implement the offense, teach the offense, practice the offense and set everything up for Mike to be able to call the plays on Sundays and Monday nights. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to, he's going to, uh, he needs these guys. He's going to need people. He trusts uh, Mike Solari. You mentioned the history with the Dallas Cowboys. His history goes way, 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 way back. It, 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 he's 68 years old. Um, you know, you, 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 talk about one foot in the parking lot, already at the beach, already working at the lake house on the garden for the spring you know, all these things that I dream about, you know, being 59 years old. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. But Mike McCarthy and Mike Solari were together in Kansas city. Uh, I want to say in 1996 and 97 or 97, 98, it was one of the two, but they yeah, were very
3: good. brief crossover. They yep. were there.
1: The Mike was, Mike was a long time office, uh was a long time offensive line coach with the chiefs uh, uh, Mike McCarthy was there with him as a quarterback coach. Mike hired him later with the Packers uh, to be uh, work with the offensive line. So there is a long history between these two. But that's the whole idea. of This, you know, are we hiring friends? Are we hiring people that we trust that can rekindle the success that they had in Green Bay? You know, I, I it's not going to surprise me one bit, Bobby. I'm sure we're going to get into uh, the talks with the Rams coach, with Nixon from Carolina. Yep. Uh, you know, I have my thoughts about that, but I, I would not be surprised if you see a Scott Tolzien be the uh, be a quarterback coach here. Uh, I
3: think that's likely.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I think Scott Tolzien would be your quarterback coach. I could see where uh, Brian Schottenheimer has some type of role. Uh, we'll see what happens. Could you name one of these uh, running back coaches? Can you name them the coordinator and title? But it's really a collaborative effort by Schottenheimer, Tolzine, uh, uh, Solari, you know, all these guys to teach the offense that Mike wants to run.
3: Yeah, I I think that that's a a good view on it. And let's talk about those offensive coordinator candidates really quickly before we jump over to what Jerry had to say at Senior Bowl yesterday. Uh, They've uh, named that Jeff Nixon is one guy that they're interested in, uh, 48-year-old running backs coach for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, He was also the interim offensive coordinator at the end of 2021 in Carolina, uh, has been an NFL coach for... Uh, About the last 15 years, he spent three, four years under Joe Philbin in Miami. So there's potentially a recommendation there. And then Thomas Brown, young coach, 36 years old from the Rams. He's the tight ends coach and assistant head coach, but he's got a background as a running backs coach. So I think you're right here is that the thought with interviewing these guys is, hey, you could be a coordinator title and you would then hold the running backs coach job just like, you know, Maurice Carthon did 20 years ago uh, where it was, you're, you're not necessarily calling the plays, but you get the coordinator title and your coach and the running backs. So I think that's the, uh, the thought there. So just really quickly your your thoughts on Jeff Nixon and Thomas Brown.
1: Yeah. I I need to learn more about Brown. I tried to reach out to some people in the league that would know him. What I heard about Nixon was a, a lot of positive things. He's got a pretty diverse background of coaches that he's been with. So He's a guy that is, I, I was described to me as if he had an offensive philosophy, it would be more about tempo. It would be kind of an up, uh, up-tempo offensive style. But I was also told, though, don't look for him to be a guy that's going to out-scheme you. He's not one of these guys that we all like to in this day and age on Twitter or any of our social platforms, we like to complain about uh, these. No, they're not scheming guys open. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. That doesn't sound like to me, that's Jeff Nixon's cup of tea. So, uh, but a lot of positive things were said about him as a teacher, uh, as an evaluator, as a person. uh, And as a, as a guy with a lot of backgrounds from a lot of different offenses that he can draw from. But the one thing that kind of got the old antenna to perk up was not one of those guys. that's going to scheme you up. So, that's something that I think that you have to look at. Uh, maybe Mike McCarthy's not looking towards that scheme him up guy. You know, maybe it's more about, you know, how do you run the football? You know, how do you? You know, I, I've heard nothing but positive things uh, on the Christian McCaffrey front about Jeff Nixon. So, you know, maybe that's Mike McCarthy's talked about how much he wants to run the football and uh, and the kind of uh, a balance that he really wants with his offense.
3: You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style.